and we are back for another edition of the Daily Dots. And I am here with the Brain Trust, Mr. Chase Taylor, our head of research. He was man in the helm for me the last couple of days, the last week. Um, so what we what we see today? Uh, a little bit. It feels like a little bit of the insanity last end of last week is in a market and a tape that has been the most perplexing I have ever seen uh, in terms of moves that make absolutely zero sense. Last week's action might've taken the cake. Uh, uh, it did, did for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched that rate response based on what the fed was saying. And I don't know that I've ever seen, even today we were looking at that, those rate market rate expectations, all that kind of stuff we were looking at. I don't know if I recall a time where market expectations were this out of step with what the Fed was saying. I mean, you have the Fed saying basically no cut in first quarter, and you've got the market pricing almost 200 basis points of cuts this year. Uh, yeah, market pricing at this point. 175. Yeah, close to seven close to seven cuts for the rest of the year, which is essentially one per meeting. Um and that is despite the fact that the Fed has more or less said three. Um, now, as plenty of people will point out, like, yeah, but part of that pricing is, you know, a few people are betting on them doing, you know, 300 basis points in cuts because you have a hard landing, which is obviously true. But at the at the end of the day, you, you are still literally pricing in, you know, six plus cuts, whether that is skewed by the prediction a few people are making on some wild, you know, left tail hedges or not. Um, <clears throat> and they keep trying to push back here and there and it, and the market just really doesn't care. It, it did a little bit today. We had, um, I think it was about uh, 11 basis points of, of cuts kind of get pulled back, back out today and twos, tens, thirties, all were up, you know, anywhere from seven to 12 basis points, something like that and, and yield, but I, it, the way I see it, the 30-year yield and the dollar both broke out today to the upside, which to me is significant. Uh, shocker. My, super condu- or conductors, semis, stocks, loved it. Uh, AMD on no news up 8.3% today. NVIDIA up another, NVIDIA up another 100% of its annual revenue today alone. Uh, 3% move. I will continue to tell you that, you know, you were just making the point. I think NVIDIA is a great company. Uh, when 3% moves are greater than 100% of your annual revenue on a stock, I, I just don't know how to price that. You never will. No, I, and nobody does. I mean, it's... At least for semis, like, they have a, a cycle, and that cycle is... is you, you have a one point, You have a $1.4 trillion company in NVIDIA that's traded in $800 billion range in the last 12 months. Wow. That's, that's a market. Range. No, it's just a market that doesn't know how to price anything is what yeah, it's telling clearly. you. clearly. Right? And, and to me, it's a market that if if rates in the dollar and energy start to move higher, and, and I don't mean like a little bit higher, but like a good bit higher, it, then you go back to not knowing how to price it to the, to the other way. You know, the other you swing back to the other side of the boat where all of a sudden asset prices are under pressure. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I, I just still laugh when I look at these companies like NVIDIA and they, and people are like, Oh, you know, and I go, it has nothing to do with the company. I go, when you start getting up there, when you're talking about mega cap companies with market capitalizations over a trillion dollars trading at 25, 35 times revenue, 
I'm not even going to tell you it's ended badly. It's going to end badly. I don't know. I just, you don't, it's, that's insanity. You know what I mean? Like, at, I, at least they are growing their earnings a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, they, it's, but when, 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 when a 3% movement on a, on the market capitalization of a company is greater than the equivalent of a hundred percent of its annual revenue, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't like that setup because I'm just like, Hey, walking into this, we're in a dark room throwing darts. Right. Like I just, if you hit it, great, but nobody hasn't a clue. I mean, how, how do you price something like that? You, you just don't. I mean, I, I have now, I will say this. I have no problem going on the record and saying at some point over the next two to three years, I would expect people buying at these prices today to be very frustrated and, and angry that they did. I mean, I, I just don't see multiples hold up like that, especially when you're considering the type of type of company. I mean, you know, everybody kind of p- compares, and I think it's actually a pretty valid comp for a lot of reasons. I think the margins are obviously better in NVIDIA's business for now. Um, but everybody, uh, you know, equates it to Cisco, right? Well, Cisco never even got close to this frothy. Right. You know, I mean, I mean, Cisco never got to 30 times revenue. Now, to be fair, I don't think Cisco increased their net profit 200% in 1999 either. Sure. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, hey, look, they, it, it, and that's why I always preface this with, I think NVIDIA is a great company that does great things, right? This isn't bagging on them or anything. Uh, just, I do think it's funny. The other thing I'd like to ask them is, are they still doing that $20 billion stock buyback? Or were, were, Oh, yeah. Remember that? Like, that'd be funny if they were. Yeah, that that's never going to make sense to me. The other thing I do think is funny is that Man, we're, we're seeing th- this is Zuckerberg. I don't. I haven't really kept an eye up on it in the last few days, but starting to see a lot more, a lot more tales, a lot more reports of insiders dumping significant shares of stock. Yeah, indeed. And you look at these valuations; it's no surprise. I mean, everybody just considered can, thinks the valuation train is going to keep going higher. I just don't see it, especially for the companies they're betting on. I mean, COVID was nirvana for so many of these companies in so many different ways, and I just. I still think that. I mean, it's not a very it's not a very controversial stance, but I think a year from now, a lot of people are going to step back and go, "Boy, we had a lot of things way way mispriced." You know, just I think that's what people have said. Really, the last kind of two three years running, yeah, in both directions. Yeah, in both directions. Yeah. Uh, it, it, so indexes today, Qs were basically flat. You said, yeah, they closed flat. Thanks to the three percent push by Nvidia, but Apple had a nasty day on that tape. Yeah, Apple and they, uh, the Supreme Court, I think it was, is like not going to take a look at their ban on their watch stuff. So I think that's that's part of it. But just in general, and to me, the the one eighty one level for Apple, which has been, it kind of keeps keeps stopping us from from kind of falling more. If it, if that gives way, if we kind of end up under one eighty, then on, on the chart at least, it starts looking pretty rough for Apple. I I I is this feels i kind of think we're in a i it feels very much to me right now like and you know what's actually kind of helped in some ways to look at this market from an inverse direction meaning um i i think in my opinion now we'll see if this plays out but i think we could be starting for a variety of different reasons i think we could be starting sort of the inverse of 
I'm trying to think of a good year. Well, I'd have to go back and look at a chart, but from mem- if memory serves me, kind of like the inverse of a 2019, where if I remember correctly, you didn't have a lot of spectacular up days, but you just kind of had this consistent higher march. You know, like the one thing I'll keep, and I have no idea what this means. I haven't even looked through the data yet to know. It sure seems like it to me, but we've talked about this a bit on the show before about how markets, there seems to be something in the character of markets that's changed with a lot of different things that have changed. But one of them that has changed is the up moves seem to be more violent than the down moves. And and if you think about the down moves, I think the down moves look back to 2022 um, and certain different small periods of time. I think the down moves are kind of like an inverse bull market, you know, just kind of this, higher this this kind of just constant grind nothing really spectacular but just you look at the end of six months and you go wow that was a 25 percent move you never felt that big right yeah it's become stairs down and yeah and stairs down up. and elevator up yeah and i think you've got a perfect setup for stairs down in this market just this ever moving lower sideways grind i just think that's a i i, I can you know and just chopping people up on the short and long side on the way down yeah, kind of like the the 2022. I mean, so orderly, but still, you know, rough year. Yeah, and then all the thrust is to the upside. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I just think that's a perfect position that we're in right now. Uh, it just seems to fit. Um, okay, so anything else in news that came out today? I think rates are the biggest thing. What are we looking at as far as news goes? Yeah. Uh, as far as data, the Empire Manufacturing came out, which was absolutely horrific. Um, with that said, Empire can be noisy. They, they can have like w- weird one-offs. So I take it with a little bit of a grain of salt, but it was, I mean, it was bad. Uh, new new cycle low for, you know, the headline as well as uh, new orders. Um, all the six month out stuff that where they are projecting how things will be in six months, those all went up. But all of the, or not all, but most of it went up, and then all the current stuff was kind of putting in new lows, pretty pretty ugly stuff. So much like ISM uh, services employment that just you know ripped lower, um, I, it, it's it's going to be an important data point next next month because it was so ugly this month, and and again not really substantiated by any hard data with super low jobless claims. Um, everything like that it's not flown through to like hard data at this point um we had uh an important speech from uh from the fed today with with uh governor waller it is a weird it's weird because it was a very dovish speech if you read the whole thing he is obviously very optimistic inflation is just going to just keep coming down uh and that demand will keep coming down and they're going to get their you know soft landing and they can do their cuts this year but he also, at the same time, made it clear he's still thinking three cuts and not necessarily really soon, and that they have to see, and that they basically that's off the table if inflation starts to move back up. Um, and if you ask me, decent chance inflation moves back up, so that makes it makes that an awkward spot for them moving forward. Uh, at the same time, ba- uh, Rafael Bostic's recent speech, and he's a voter this year from Atlanta basically the opposite he he's he's like looking at inflation like hey I, I think there's a decent chance this moves back up and and it makes it really tough for us to do any cuts um i'm kind of more on his side of this this debate 
Uh, as far as tomorrow goes, we have retail sales, which Waller specifically mentioned is important. Um, pretty low bar again on those. That's going to be very interesting. Um, and then we'll have home builder sentiment as well as the beige book, which also important as the Fed kind of relies more heavily lately on uh, anecdotal data. So those pretty, pretty, pretty big day to day tomorrow. Yeah. So a lot coming, coming down the pike at us. Um, I'm trying to think if anything, I mean, on the stock side, you got, I think in to the bullish side, you got NVIDIA and Microsoft making new highs again. Yeah. On, on the downside, uh, small caps just keep getting hit uh, down another 1.2 today. Arc, which seems to just be small caps these days down 1.3. Um, so everyone, I mean, everyone, it seemed like got long and said, Oh, uh, small caps are going to outperform in 2024 because they had such a great fourth quarter. And then we flipped the calendar and they're just getting destroyed by, by big stocks again. Uh, not just the queues being flat on the day, but Mag Seven actually almost perfectly flat on the day as well. Boy, I just, it, it, I, I guess there's just never a bad day to buy Nvidia and Microsoft, or AMD for that matter. AI for life. <laughs> I, you know, I, it still amazes me on a day to day basis how memes just control. I mean, I have never seen markets so driven by nonsense. No, I, I'm not saying AI is nonsense. What I'm saying is there's so little hard data, you know, and the extrapolations this market's willing to make and the extreme nature of those extrapolations. It just, it, it's just amusing. I just can't do anything but laugh at it. Yeah. I, I Going back to what I was, something I said earlier, I, I would argue that rates, the dollar broke out today. I think volatility kind of broke out today. Um, I think energy oil specifically here and gasoline are on the cusp of breaking out. Um, all, all of that would be very bad for the macro picture is it's going to make inflation go back up. It's gonna make asset prices move lower. Um, I don't, I, it just doesn't feel like the market's taking any of that seriously, but you just kind of look at what the price action of what all those things are doing or possibly are about to do when it, when it comes to oil, even though the price hasn't broken out, it keeps testing its downtrend line over and over. Even though it hasn't done it yet, time spreads, uh, the term structure, has, has like really broken to the upside, suggesting, oh, the physical market, for whatever reason, is has all of a sudden gotten a lot tighter, whether that's just the shipping constraints or something, who knows. But uh, that's telling a story. So I, I do think oil is going to break higher as soon as this week, if not next. And then all of a sudden you have everything that makes up my pressure gauge of, of rates, dollar and oil prices, all of a sudden reapplying pressure to, to the economy, to the fed, to asset prices. And again, that is, it seems like no one's paying attention to that. Well, we are, sir. We go. We are. Well, guys, that's about it. That's all I got for today. Um, should be an interesting week. I mean, we're still, we're still at very critical points. Uh, I just feel like this – it's funny because we were talking about the ultimate bull trap of all time. It would be if what exactly is happening right now happened. You know, we were saying that three, four weeks ago. Like yep. if this doesn't break out, the confusing thing about this picture now is it is it is mixed, meaning if it was going to be that bull trap, I wouldn't expect to see NVIDIA and Microsoft breaking out. Right. At the same time, 
the one thing this market has told us is that take any indicator to its extreme and then move it another three to five degrees further because that's usually what this does. No doubt. So, you know, if if Microsoft and NVIDIA are doing a little fake breakout here, it wouldn't shock me at all. And, and speaking of fake breakouts, to, to um, I mentioned those two things, Empire and ISM employment, both looking horrific. Like, that's an interesting thing too, where on the macro side, like, We've been saying like, hey, we think data can get hot in Q1 and that will mess up, mess with, with the Fed and everything that they're thinking. And then you see a couple of prints like that that are really ugly. And then you're like, okay, maybe the people making those six cut bets aren't crazy. Like that, those are signs of you know weakness. It's just, will they flow through into hard data or will it be the same story of the last 18 months where soft data sucks and hard data doesn't care? We'll see. Yeah. Interesting times. All right, pal. Well, guys, you will get us back on again tomorrow uh, here at the Daily Dots, continuing this journey, see how this baby unfolds. So until then, we'll see you soon. You're listening to the Know Your Risk Radio podcast. Download and subscribe at knowyourriskradio.com. All right, pal. Good stretch. Yeah, we'll go get a stretch in. and I'll see you soon.